Hello and welcome to another episode of the Go to Market Speed Dial podcast. I'm your host, Hillary Carpio, and today we are doing a solo episode all about your questions about account based marketing. Now, this podcast as a whole is about go to market and all of the components that go into go to market. Some argue that ABM is go to market because it's bringing together the revenue team, sales, marketing, and some companies' customer success to really drive impact in the accounts that matter most taking the larger marketing efforts, personalizing them, tailoring them to deliver a very specific value that matters to an account that's receiving it. Now, for those that may not know, I lead the account-based marketing function at Snowflake. I got my start leading account-based marketing as a kind of side part of my job in my previous role, where I was really responsible for demand generation as a whole. I needed to target a certain set of accounts because it was a priority of the business. And so I took an ABM approach at targeting those accounts at scale. From there, I was brought over to Snowflake to do this in a whole new way, to do it in a very broad scale. So from the time I joined Snowflake doing ABM, uh, which was about three years ago, I had five individuals on my team. Today, we have almost 30 ABMers globally at Snowflake. My role is to create the infrastructure, the processes, the alignment, the KPIs, and the overall vision for account-based marketing in North America and global regions and support the broader business in getting the messages that matter most into the accounts nominated by sales that are gonna move the needle for the business. I need to share with you guys any thoughts or opinions or ideas I share today on this podcast are my own. And while I work at Snowflake, they don't represent the thoughts, ideas, and opinions of my employer. So let's dive right in. First of all, what is ABM? I like to define this in my own way because there's a lot of ABM police out on the internet and specifically on LinkedIn that will tell you ABM is not one-to-many that's targeted demand gen. ABM is only one-to-one, but when done this way. My opinion is this. Account-based marketing is a concentrated set of efforts from cross-functional marketing teams that are activated within a set of accounts to deliver the right message to the right person at the right time in order to increase go-to-market effectiveness. How you do that, in my opinion, is less important than doing it. So whether you take a one-to-many approach, which means you have one campaign targeted at several accounts that have something in common, or you do a one-to-one campaign, which means you have a single campaign entirely created and tailored for a single account, I personally don't think it matters. What matters is that you're solving a problem for your business. So the one area where I think that you can really go wrong with ABM is to do it because somebody else is doing it, to do it because it's a buzzword, to do it because it sounds like it's something that will work. You need to do it because there's a specific challenge, whether that's deal size, whether that's account breadth and multiple lines of businesses, a complex buying committee, whatever the reason is, there's multiple different reasons why you might engage in account-based marketing strategy, but you need to know specifically what you're trying to accomplish and how to measure if you have accomplished that thing before you get started. Beyond that, the tactics, the strategies, the timeframes, the content, that's all up to you for what works best for your business. So as we talk today, keep in mind, the ideas that I'm going to share are my opinions and they're ways to get you thinking and ways to get you started. Take these ideas, tweak them as you like, use them as inspiration. You don't need to cookie cutter, copy and paste them, build something that really is tailored for your business. And that's where you're going to find the most success with account-based marketing. 
Now, today's podcast exists because I reached out and said, how can I help you guys, right? Account-based marketing is something that I've been doing for quite a while. And it's something I get a ton of questions on LinkedIn about. Hey, do you have 30 minutes to talk about this specific issue? Do you have an hour to do a one-on-one about what we're focusing on in ABM? Hey, I'm new to a role and I have these questions. I would love to help every single one of you one-on-one, but unfortunately there aren't enough hours in the day and I want to be able to help more people. So I'm taking questions from you all, uh, from LinkedIn in this case, and answering them here on this podcast. And this won't be the last time we do it. So if you have questions, feel free to send them to me on LinkedIn. And next time we do it, uh, I will answer them for you as well. So let's start with the first question. What are the core responsibilities of an ABX marketing program manager or practitioner? Now, ABX is a term that has become more prevalent in the market to mean account-based everything. There's a lot of people who believe ABM for marketing is limited, and it really should be account-based sales, account-based marketing, account-based content. ABX, great term. If you want to use it, great. If not, I think account-based marketing is a one-team approach, naturally incorporates all of the different functions, and should be aligned with sales, should be aligned with content, should be aligned with SDRs. So it's all in semantics. Now, the rest of this question is, can you compare some of the nuances and stakeholder interactions? Do they own campaigns and are they revenue accountable? So I understand this question to be, what exactly is an ABMer, as I like to call them, responsible for and how do you measure their success? So first and foremost, in my opinion, ABMers are integrated marketing managers, but they're focused on top accounts. Integrated marketing managers are obviously a very common role amongst companies, and their job is to bring together different parts of a marketing organization to centralize those efforts to a common goal. That's no different than what we're doing in account-based marketing. We're just focusing those efforts on a set of accounts or a single account in order to drive impact. So you can think of that as the framework for how an account-based marketing manager should function and how they should look at their work on a daily basis. The biggest difference being sales being the primary customer that we're supporting as opposed to a broader marketing effort toward a campaign. They essentially need to be responsible for bringing together multiple different components of a marketing organization, multiple different teams of a marketing organization to create tailored campaigns and tailored approaches to their set of accounts. So this could look a lot different depending on what their focus is. If their focus is to engage a single account that has a very large buying committee, multiple subsidiaries, for example, one component might be to create a one-to-one event with a field marketing team. In that case, they're going to be spending a lot of their time working with that field marketing team on agenda development, working on that field marketing team with invitations, who should they be promoting this event to, working with the sales team to understand who they want to invite, who will be receiving an invitation directly from sales, who will be uh, encouraged to attend via a targeted advertisement, and then what the follow-up will be for that event. Is there going to be a direct mail that follows up? How are the SDRs going to engage? That's just one example. When you multiply this out into a full integrated ABM campaign, you're also going to be looking at prospecting into a different line of business at the same time. You're going to be looking at how to engage partners on the partner marketing side based off of who that account's working with. The world is your oyster. There's all kinds of ways you can go about this. But at the end of the day, integrated marketing function to bring together a cohesive execution in a set of accounts or a single account. They are also a top-down and bottom-up resource, meaning they are responsible for the oversight of activities that need to align with the broader marketing initiatives, as well as the initiatives coming from sales. So starting with the broader marketing initiatives, any of the key programs and key goals coming from marketing leadership that might be revenue-based, they might be pipeline-based, they might be product launch-based, they might be uh, solution-based, 
whatever those key drivers are, the account-based marketer needs to be one, aware of what's going on and two, know how to drive that messaging, how to drive those actions and call to actions in the accounts that they're responsible for. That often requires very strong alignment with a product marketing organization and very strong alignment with marketing leadership to understand what those priorities are. Now, here's where you have to be careful. Just to align to marketing initiatives is not enough and a top-down approach alone will not work. To shove or push marketing initiatives on sales through an ABM function absolutely will fail. You have to then pair that top-down with the bottom-up. So then we go to sales and an account-based marketing manager and account-based marketer will talk to sales. What are your priorities? What do you want to be driving? What are your initiatives? Now you can share what the initiatives are for marketing, but in a well-aligned organization, there should be overlap. So if marketing is focusing on solution A, asking sales, is that one of your top three priorities? When those align, that is the thing you should be working on as your top priority. There will be some disconnect and that's something that's worth a broader conversation. But as a whole, tops down, bottom up, that intersection is where your sweet spot is of driving value and connecting the organizations together. Next, they need to be data-driven business partners to sales. Account-based marketers should not be sales admin. They should not be a reactive resource that goes and builds campaigns at every request of a sales rep. They need to be a strategic business partner that is coming with data to say, I hear what your initiative is based off of the prior point. Here is the data I have, intent data, demographic data, firmographic data, technographic data, engagement data, whatever it might be, a combination of all of those. Here's what I recommend we focus on, either within this specific set of accounts you requested, here's the topics and here's the campaigns I recommend, or here's the accounts I recommend based off of the topics that you said are important to you. Regardless, it's a two-way street and a back and forth process, not only with sales at this point, but also with the sales development team, whether you call them SDRs, BDRs, BDs, you name it. It's a three-legged stool. It's a three-pronged system. There's all types of three metaphors that we can use for this, but the entire revenue team and including customer success, if you have a customer success organization and are working on a customer account, they all need to be involved in this data-driven alignment. Next, ABMers also need to be digital marketers. So they are often responsible for the campaign development and management for their set of accounts. Some organizations have this as a service function where they can make requests and actually have somebody else create the campaigns. In my, on, on the team here at Snowflake, we have them actually create campaigns. So they are going in, selecting audiences, uploading graphics, setting the parameters for the accounts and for the campaign. So they need to understand the basics of digital marketing know how to run A-B tests, know how to optimize, know how to manage a budget. Those are really important components for success in account-based marketing. Next, they also need to be account strategists. So they need to understand the customer lifecycle and how to support the acquisition, growth, and retention of top accounts. And you need to use data to do this like we just talked about. Now, this is where I like to talk about sales development representatives as ABMers. When you hire an SDR specifically from your own organization and promote them or move them, depending on your structure, into an account-based marketing role, you are bringing somebody in who understands the sales cycle for your business. They understand how to work with sales. They understand how your product is sold, how it's messaged, and how it's received by the different personas. That is really helpful because you have to know this account strategy and this account lifecycle as an ABMer. 
Next, ABMers have to be innovators. So they need to be willing to try different mediums, different channels, and different approaches in order to continue to be successful. What works for one account or one set of accounts or one industry will not work for everybody. And that is where the value of ABM comes in is that it is a specific and unique approach for the different accounts that you're serving. So they need to be willing to try, fail fast, try again, optimize, change, and constantly be coming up with very innovative and personalized ideas of how to engage contacts at the accounts that matter most. Lastly, they need to be leaders. Because ABMers work directly with sales, and I'll talk a little bit about org structure here coming up in this episode, but because they work directly with sales, they don't follow the same hierarchy as other, say, demand gen marketers who operate more horizontally. They often are responsible for a specific vertical or a specific territory, they need to have almost a mini CMO approach to their territory to execute cross-functional marketing strategies. So natural born leaders, people who have a bias toward action, quick decision-making, good executive presence, those individuals make very strong account-based marketers. There are also a ton of really strong marketers who just don't flourish in front of sales and that's okay. They're just better suited for a role that is not sales-facing. So you need to suss that out before you make your hiring choices of who has the sales-facing personality as well as skill set to be able to handle that relationship. So in order to get all those things, what do you need to look for when you hire an account-based marketer? You want to look for somebody who has a vision and the operational skills to bring that vision to life. Now, if you're hiring your first ABMer, this is a lot more important than if you're hiring an individual contributor with an established account-based marketing team. So when you hire an account-based marketer who has a significant amount of responsibility and is likely guiding or leading a new function, you need to make sure that they're fluent with ABM tools. Do they know what tools are available on the market? Do they know how to use those tools? Do they know how to optimize those tools? We don't want people to rely on technology to execute ABM, but there are a suite of technologies that are very important and they need to be implemented from an operational perspective. So while they may not be connecting the pipes from a say marketing ops standpoint, they do need to understand how things work together, what triggers cause actions, uh, what systems work together and how they can pair those systems together in order to create campaigns at scale that would otherwise be impossible. Uh, with fewer resources. Next, they need to be able to communicate with top levels of leadership. So they have to have the poise, the presence, and the presentation to present to sales leaderships at the highest level. They're often included in quarterly business reviews. They're included in team meetings. They're sometimes included in offsites. So if you're going to put an account-based marketer in front of those individuals, you need to think about how they're going to represent your team and how they're going to represent account-based marketing as a practice when you put them in front of them. Next, they need to be able to orchestrate programs and processes across teams. This goes back to the integrated marketing function we talked about. It's one thing to be able to execute on your own. It's another thing to be able to win the hearts and minds of cross-functional teams and execute on the vision that you have sold. So cross-functional program management, program management as a whole, conflict resolution, idea sharing, those are all really important soft skills that account-based marketers need to be successful. Why does somebody need to have a vision? 
while there's a lot more resources available in the account-based marketing space, like I said, it's unique to each business, but they need to have an idea of what they want to build and what the right way to do account-based marketing is at a macro level in order to fulfill this vision. There's not going to be many playbooks available. There's not going to be a standard lead funnel like there is in other functions of marketing. They need to know where they're going and how they're going to get there and have the ability to modify and adapt along the way for your specific business. So having a vision is very important. Having hard skills and technologies and tasks is not enough to be an account-based marketing leader for a larger function. So that's what an account-based marketer should own and be responsible for and what to look for when hiring them. So now let's talk about how you should measure their success. The one area that I feel very strongly about for measurement is you should not be measuring your account-based marketer on leads. If you are measuring them on leads, you are setting them up for failure. Account-based marketing is an account level program. So if anything, you're looking at an account funnel. How many accounts were targeted by account-based marketing? Of those, how many were engaged? And you can determine what that engagement threshold is, if it's number of campaign responders, if it's number of website visits, if it's a combination of those two things, if it's a number of event attendees, whatever it might be, define what an engaged person is uh, and then how many engaged people count as quote an engaged account. So number of targeted accounts by ABM, number of engaged accounts by ABM. Of those, how many of those accounts are being touched by your sales development organization? That's really important on the cross-functional side. Of those, how many have completed meetings in them? And of those, how many have open opportunities? And lastly, what is the forecasted annual contract value or pipeline? When you put those together in a funnel, you are able to then create the conversion points between those levels, which means of the targeted accounts, what percentage were engaged? What percentage of engaged were touched by SDRs? What percentage touched by SDRs created completed meetings of meetings, opportunities, et cetera? You compare those conversion points to non-ABM accounts. You do not compare them to somebody else's conversion rates at somebody else's company because it's completely irrelevant. So when you are using account-based marketing strategies and account-based marketing dollars and account-based marketing touch points, is there a lift in effectiveness in the ability to engage accounts and the, abil the ability to complete meetings with accounts and the ability to create opportunities? All of those metrics tell you what the lift is. When you're ready to go broader and you have the data available, you can also look at the lift in campaign responders, the lift in event attendees, the time to open opportunity, time to first contact, time to close, you name it. You can look at how the how accounts are responding differently when they have this personalized treatment versus when they don't. That's how I recommend measuring the impact of account-based marketing. The next question submitted is, how do you go about splitting headquarter and regional account-based marketing initiatives? I think this is going to be unique to the organization. I don't think there is a right and a wrong way to do it. The thing that I do think is important is there needs to be somebody, like I just talked about a second ago, setting that vision. There needs to be a single person who is responsible for setting up the infrastructure for the broader teams. Now, that person could sit in a headquarter role. I think that's perfectly fine but they also could sit in a demand generation function. They could sit in a growth marketing function. They, it doesn't totally matter where they sit as long as they have the leadership support to not be measured by leads and the leadership support to have the resources they need to bring teams together and execute the programs with the budget necessary for success. So I think it's less important where they sit, headquarter or not. 
what I will say is I don't recommend having a single headquarter individual and then in-region account-based marketers that report to, say, field marketing or demand gen or somewhere else. The problem with doing that is you're going to have competing goals and resources. So if you have somebody who's responsible for ABM reporting to, say, field marketing, and then the person in headquarters is setting the strategy for ABM, you're going to have a disconnect because the field marketer is essentially responsible for leads and pipeline coming from events. It's going to sway how they assign resources to the account-based marketer and how their time is used. If you have the account-based marketer reporting to the account-based marketing lead, whether that's in headquarters or somewhere else, then you have a strong line back and forth of what the goals are, how they're going to be executed, how they're going to be measured, how the budget is allocated. All of those components are very, very important. So whether if you have a headquarter account-based marketing team, then keep your account-based marketers reporting to that headquarter lead. If you have regional or demand generation-led or growth marketing-led account-based marketers, have that same hierarchy within that function. Next question, what are the quarterly goals and KPIs for account-based marketing? Further, do you break it down by pipe number and engagement minutes? I often see marketers look at X percent of pipe from TAL as a goal, but this can be problematic because the business can grow and do well with non-TAL accounts while also killing it with their TAL, but as the overall pipe grows, the TAL percentage shrinks. This is what the problem is, right? When we're talking about influence pipeline, it gets really dicey. My colleague and I, who are, are working on this kind of one-team approach to marketing and how ABM is, is wrapped in that and how ABM advocates for that, we believe that attribution equals division. So if you're trying to attribute pipeline, if you're trying to attribute leads, if you're trying to attribute whatever marketing metric you, you have on your table at that point in time, you're missing the point. The point of account-based marketing is to bring different marketing functions, sales functions, sales development functions together to create one goal, which is pipeline. How it breaks up of who contributed to what pipeline is not what we're focused on. We're focused on the overall lift of the metrics for that account. Did they get more meetings? Did they get more opportunities? Did they get more pipeline than if ABM was not involved? So the, the short of that is at Snowflake, we focus on the total pipeline generated rather than the pipeline attributed by team. If you want to use attribution models, I recommend using them to understand a specific question. If you want to know which marketing activity is best for that first response, look at a first touch attribution model. If you wanna know which activity is best for the final response before opening the opportunity, look at a last touch attribution model. It, the model should be used to answer a specific question, not to claim attribution. We also look at inspection metrics. So you have your pipeline as the end goal, but there's, you could consider like red flags or green flags along the way that help indicate if you're on track to meet those. And those help focus on the broader go-to-market team's efficiency to drive that total pipeline. So for example, I like to focus on the account to completed meeting rate of SDRs when they're working ABM accounts. If an SDR targets 100 accounts and they typically have a 10% conversion rates from account targeted to completed meeting, then they would leave that day with 10 completed meetings on average, just using those conversion metrics. If, for example, they're working with account-based marketing and we know there's a 4x increase in the ability to book meetings when working with ABM, then we would expect that instead of getting 10 completed meetings from those 100 accounts, they'd get 40 completed meetings from those accounts. That account to completed meeting rate is what we look at as an inspection metric to say, is the impact of ABM 
contributing to the overall efficiency of the go-to-market functions. That also rings true for demand generation, field marketing, et cetera. We're looking at how that overall impact is created. I've also pulled similar metrics for time to first campaign responder, time to first meeting, time to second meeting, time from opportunity open to close. There's a lot of different metrics that you can pull and compare ABM to non-ABM. I also think about my quarterly and fiscal plans and reviews as I look at metrics as well. So every quarter, I don't necessarily report on all of the same metrics. If there's a specific initiative, like I was mentioning with the goal of ABM is to focus on top-down initiatives as well as bottom-up. If there is a specific initiative that is important to the organization, I'm going to spend my quarterly business review talking about how account-based marketing is, one, contributing to that initiative, and two, impacting that initiative. So say it's a, say it's a new solution that you're rolling out and it's a priority for the organization. What activities has account-based marketing driven? Are they targeting specific accounts with messages about that solution that are specific to that account or specific to that industry? If so, how are the cross-functional marketing teams involved with that as well to show a one-team approach to driving the desired behavior in those accounts? And then what is the impact that was shown as well as how can that be repeated across more regions? Those are the three components I look at when I'm reporting. What is the initiative? How are we contributing as a cross-functional team? What are the results? And how will we do it more the following quarter? That's how you scale these programs and that's how you can continue to measure quarter over quarter. If I think about my quarterly and fiscal plans as well as reviews, I report on one set of metrics consistently and the others change quarter to quarter. So every quarter, I'm gonna report on the number of accounts covered by ABM per sales leader in my case, but it could be different for you. I'm gonna report on the percentage of customers versus prospects that make up that set of accounts. And then I'm going to report on the number of AEs or the percentage of sales reps that are being supported by account-based marketing. Now, you have to remember for these types of metrics is they aren't good or bad. So the number of accounts covered, for example, if your goal has been to increase coverage, then an increase should be good. If your goal has, to be, has been to get more specific in the accounts you're covering and get more tailored one-to-one -one approach, then that number might go down and that's okay too. You wanna to make sure that the numbers that you're seeing are supporting the goal that you're focusing on. In terms of the customer versus prospect percentage, same thing. There have been times where I've been focused more on customers and that customer percentage should be higher. There's been other times that I'm focused on net new logo acquisition and the prospect percentage should be higher. So there's no right or wrong. It's a quarterly check-in where you can see have my numbers gone up or down and does that support the initiatives I'm focusing on. Furthermore, on the, on the sales coverage perspective, again, could be a good thing to have almost 100% coverage, or it could mean that you're spreading yourself too thin and not giving the amount of attention that you need. So that's for you to decide in your business what those numbers should be. Now, the numbers that change every quarter are going to be those tied to specific initiatives. So if I'm supporting the rollout of a new solution, for example, working with product marketing to ensure that we're aligned to that very important marketing initiative, I'm going to focus on how account-based marketing is supporting that initiative as a cross-functional team member. So not just what is ABM doing, but what are we doing in relation to field marketing, sales development, partner marketing, product marketing, you name it. We're one cohesive team and account-based marketing is simply the final mile helping deliver that campaign into an account. So how are we working cross-functionally? Who's responsible for what? And how are we tying our initiatives together so they're not operating in silos? What have the results been to date? from our activities, and how do we plan to move forward and replicate the success across regions and across geos? Those three components are very important to understanding the impact of what you're doing and how it'll continue to impact the organization. 
as initiatives change, obviously those different reporting KPIs, infrastructures and frameworks will change as well. Lastly, in terms of measurement, I like to take a step back and focus on process or system oriented goals instead of just outcome oriented goals. I'm a huge fan of Atomic Habits and the methodologies that are promoted in that book. One of them that has really stuck to me is that you can't create outcomes if you don't have these systems in place to create the behaviors that lead to those outcomes. A great example of this is integration with sales development representatives. If you are looking to impact the account to meeting the account to completed meeting ratio, then you need to have the SDRs touching the accounts that account-based marketing is going after, right? You need to be aligned that those are the right accounts to go after. So to back it up, your system goal could be what percentage of meetings are coming from ABM accounts? What percentage of accounts are touched by SDRs? And then you work backward and say, if that number is low, what's causing it? Is it that there's a technology challenge and they don't have the bandwidth to touch the number of accounts you've chosen, in which case we need to do a better job having conversations and aligning on expectations before the program starts. If we find out that the sales reps are sending SDRs after one set of accounts and ABM after another, then we have an enablement and an education challenge that we need to focus on to ensure that the cross-functional teams understand the importance of going to market together. So those system goals can help you not only diagnose what the challenge is or the problem is that's breaking down in the system, but it can also give you a way to measure improvement and measure success in a way that is very tangible as opposed to just a down funnel metric that you don't have a lot of control over. It's important to understand what your role is in the larger go-to-market organization, then measure your impact rather than your contribution as a, as a form of attribution. So what specifically are you responsible for could be multiple things in any given quarter and how will you measure success for those particular initiatives as opposed to here's what i did at the macro level for pipeline it could be a lot more specific and with that that completes the first ask me anything episode of the go to market speed dial podcast for those of you that submitted questions thank you so much i had a blast answering them and we'll do this again later on in the season perhaps about a different topic perhaps about account-based marketing again totally up to you guys on what you want to know and uh, if I can't answer, then I will bring in a mentor or another expert to help answer your questions. If you have any ideas for topics or guests that you'd like to submit, please visit my website at thehillarycarpio.com forward slash podcast. And there'll be a place there where you can fill out your information and your suggestions. I'm happy to take those into consideration for an upcoming episode. You can also find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash Hillary Carpio. Feel free to follow me, connect with me, message me on there, and I will do my absolute best to get back to you. But until next time, thanks for joining the Go to Market Speed Dial podcast.